Well, hello everyone and welcome to Gigi in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Welcome to my podcast. Let's talk about the Olympics for a second. I am not watching the Olympics, but I am, I do read the news. I do read a lot. So I do know about the 15 year old Russian skater and the controversy around her. Apparently she ended up not placing in the top three. So, um, a situation was avoided by her not receiving uh, one of the top gold, silver, or bronze medals. Um, she fell several times, it seems, during her uh, program. Um, I do not think that anyone that breaks the rules should be allowed to compete. Having said that, when you're 15, and uh, you don't really have supportive adults around you, and from everything I'm reading, um, it's possible she doesn't. Um, I, I, uh, I have mixed feelings uh, about her, not about competing. If you break the rules, no, no competing. But I do think this young girl needs support from someone, and apparently, from what I'm reading, she's not getting it. Now let's talk about. Did you know? Did you hear the news? Neverone Garcia is a married man. 34-year-old Navarone uh, tied the knot in Switzerland uh, to his 22-year-old fiance of a few years. Um, her name is Elisa, and um, they got married. So you may be scratching your head and going, I don't think I know Navarone Garcia. Probably don't. But you do know his mother, I bet. You do not know her, but know of her. He is the son of Priscilla Presley. So, you hear a lot about her daughter, Lisa Marie, but you don't really hear that much about Navarone, but now we know he's off the market. So, um, he, uh, to me, does not really look like his mom, um, but... He looks like he's really pretty nice guy from the photos. What can you tell about photos? Absolutely nothing. I don't know what I'm talking about. But Navarone is married. Oh, I tell you, celebrities, celebrities, um, why do we care? Why do we care what they do? Why are these even stories? But uh, David Beckham, bend it like him. Um came out to talk about what his wife eats every day and has for 25 years. She rarely deviates from it, according to David Beckham. So I'm expecting something like, uh, I don't know what, actually. Um, looking at Victoria Posh Beckham, if you know about the Spice Girls, she doesn't look like she eats a lot. She has a, a very slim frame. But it's not a big deal. It's fish and vegetables. <laughs> so, uh, that's a story. I mean, if she were eating some kind of, like, blowfish, now that's a story. <laughs> that's newsworthy. She's eating some kind of exotic something every day. You know, there was a time <laughs> a few years back uh, when I had the same thing for lunch every day a lot. I had a grilled cheese with dill relish 
on the cheese, sometimes a tomato, uh, nicely grilled, lightly grilled, um, and chicken noodle soup without the chicken. Took the chicken out, little bits of chicken, and um, at that time fed it to our Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. She loved that. Um, then after we lost her, I kind of stopped eating that because uh, there's a whole emotional uh, attachment that goes along when you lose a pet. So those of you who have known and loved, dearly loved a pet, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. But I too tend to eat kind of the same stuff over and over because I like it. Certain things I really like. Um, we ordered Chinese takeout yesterday and the entire order was wrong. Um, mostly, mostly wrong. So we will be going to another, our son picked it up. Uh, he, he treated, it was his treat. And uh, we we ordered uh, steamed rice, he and I, we got fried rice, and I can I can handle fried rice. He really doesn't like it at all, so he took it back. And the uh, place is not really very close to us. It's uh, on, on quite a bit north of, of where we are. But he was, he wanted what he, and he had a big breakfast, so he's like, I can wait. I couldn't, I didn't want to take, I never take food back, to be honest. I never send food back, um, no matter, no matter what. I just don't because um, I have my reasons for that. Um, it's just one of my many little quirks that I have. I never send food or drink back. So I'll deal with it. This is a great story. If you missed it, I hope you did not because there's so much stuff that just makes you want to... Mm, sigh really deeply and go, ah, uh, I give up. But this is a really great story out of New Hampshire. Um, if you've ever been to New Hampshire and Vermont, they kind of like twin each other a bit. Um, you kind of, uh, they're really small states, so you're in and out of one and the other. It's like stepping over a line, you're in one and you're back. New Hampshire, Vermont, it's a very pretty area, a very, very pretty area up there. But um, this middle school uh, in New Hampshire, in 2018, started a, a, a project, uh, a, a nautical project, and it was in conjunction with a nonprofit organization called Educational Passages. And so, um, this is a, a Maine, if I didn't say the uh, nonprofit is out of Maine, um, was to construct this little boat. Um, uh, it, it really wasn't very big, it was about six feet in length, and they worked on it for a, a, quite a while, um, decorated it on the outside with their artwork, and they they put a, as it were, a little goodie bag in that stuffed it in the cargo. It was like quarters and leaves and acorns and artwork, just stuff inside the, the um, cargo area of this sailboat. With a, it had a mast in a in a sail, and but it also had GPS tracking. So they they sent it off into the Atlantic, not knowing what would happen. Well, they didn't really find out until January of this year. They they uh, sent it out in October of 2020. That's how long it took them to get it ready. Their teacher retired. The teacher that was head of the project in the meantime. In January of 2022, a sixth grade student in 
Sumola, I think is how you say that, Norway. It's a small island, uh, found what was left of their boat. It had lost um, bits and pieces of it. What happened with the GPS, uh, they, they were able to track it for quite a while and then they lost it. So they kind of gave up. They thought that's the end of it and didn't think any more about it. And then during the hurricane season, it came back on. So they, they knew it was still out there at one point and they lost it again. Now, there's a little bit of a conflicting story here because one story I read said once the teacher um, found out that it was still out there, according to the, the to the GPS, she kind of sent out notices on social media, uh, be on the lookout, and, and it kind of trickled and went all around, shared all around. And one story said that helped the student find, he went looking for it. Um, and then other stories did not even mention that at all, just said he came upon it and he found it and he took it to school. And um, this was, uh, in this country, in New Hampshire, this was a middle school. The child that found it was in sixth grade. They took it to school and they pulled everything out of the cargo and it was all still there. So they're planning a call with the, the sixth grade class is planning a call with the middle school. Now, these are not going to be the same kids or same teacher or, or anything like that, but somehow I hope they will um, connect with the actual kids that set sail, uh, let it set sail in October um, of 2020. What a great story is that. And I really like the nonprofit for working with the, the school in this educational way. 8,300 miles, this little six foot boat said it was, what was left of it was covered in barnacles, but enough of it was there. I mean, it, it did lose some pieces, but then it was still, you know, enough there. So, um, what a great story. These kids, really proud that these kids were doing something besides being on a device, I guess, and listening to the to the tracking. Where did it go? Where did it go? All right. Now, speaking of building things, let's talk about kitchen trends for 2022. Um, all white is out. There's a, a big X on all white, but but bigger than that, uh, bright colors, green is in. I've talked about this a lot about how boring kitchens can be. Everyone has the same layout. They go to Home Depot or Lowe's or, or wherever they go and they get it all drawn out and then they get it and it's the same in every model home you go in, every kitchen, it's the same. And I posted recently how much I love French kitchens because they aren't like that. They're, they're warm and they're, they're colorful in a way and they have pans out, pans that have been used that you can tell they've really been used. Uh, we have friends that have a, uh, a kitchen that is, is very much to me reminiscent of a French kitchen. Uh, it's uh, colorful and inviting and, and uh, not stamped out of a, you know, Lowe's catalog, Home Depot catalog or anything like that, filled with imagination. 
and decor. It's like letting people use their imagination and being okay with that. Black ranges are in. I didn't know they went out, to tell you the truth. We have one. <laughs> I didn't realize they were out. Now, there's a, there's a debate between designers about an open concept kitchen. Um, some say it is trending down. But others say it's not. It's still people still want it. So there is a debate about that, depending on. But a lot of the new construction, from what I'm reading, is they're kind of closing off the kitchens a bit once again, because people are finding they want to be out of the kitchen and they don't. They they want that divide between where you're entertaining, where you're actually sitting down to the table, and your messy kitchen and all of that. Um, a friend of ours uh, back in the day, their family home had a butler pantry. And it, it was really great because it was very Downton Abbey because it was between the kitchen and the dining, the formal dining, and it was a formal. And the, of course, they had, he they had help, but you, th the help was able to serve, keep food warm in that area, serve it, and then take dishes so there wasn't such a long wait between what they were doing. And then after the dinner, when everyone retired to the drawing room, <laughs> um, or as they say in Downton Abbey, they go through to the to the drawing room. Uh, then the, the, the uh, all of the mess can be cleaned up. And so, but who has butler pantries anymore, right? So it, there is a debate between designers about, no, it's, um, it's not going anywhere. Yes, it is going away. Uh, it's trending down. It's not necessarily going away, but there are people who are saying no to the, um, to the open concept. Now, again, we're talking, uh, des different designers have different takes on the kitchen cabinetry. Um, lots of black being used, um, even if it's just accent knobs, things like that. Uh, but unpainted cabinetry, is trending depending on the kind of wood. Um, it's unpainted. And then other designers are bringing in bold colors to, to make a bold statement so that it's not so bland and it's not so beige and neutral. So again, uh, debate about that. Double ovens are out. Big X on the photo uh, of, the, uh, of the double ovens, yeah. Uh, yeah, forget that. Uh, one of the people quoted was, her name is Susan Sarah. She's a kitchen designer. So she chimed in a bit on some of this stuff. Uh, super modern, sleek steel, that sort of thing in the kitchen is out. Uh, again, to me, it kind of goes back to making things in your kitchen, uh, inviting and more homey. I mean, back in the day, people ate in their kitchen. They had, even if they had a formal dining room, many, many meals were served in the kitchen where everyone is sitting around the table, no TV on, uh, family style. That was the way I was raised. Uh, everyone sat down at the table. Uh, everyone had a, a job to do, whether it was setting the table in a proper way. I learned how to, to uh, properly set a table when I was very, very young. And, every, but everyone had a job to do to get 
to get dinner ready. And then everyone sat down together. In my home growing up, there was no television turned on in the mornings before school, no watching television. You got up, uh, you were able to actually get yourself ready and out the door without cartoons or something being on. They just was not allowed in, in, in my house. Um, I was, you know, quite a bit younger, so um, I don't know how others felt uh, in the house. But for me, I didn't miss it. I didn't care because to this day, I'd rather listen to music anyway than, um, than have a television on. But uh, so being as a family in the kitchen uh, was was a thing. It's like we're going. It's it's informal, but every meal was at the table with the whole setting, and this group that I'm in, beautiful table settings, kind of brings that back because a lot of these people that are now using their china and they're using their good dishes are saying. We have gotten away from that in our home. We're eating in front of the television while we're watching television. We're not communicating. And so there is a trend to to have kind of in the kitchen kind of dining. So uh, the the sleek, super modern uh, look is really trending away. Um, kind of going back, you know, of course, mid-century modern decor has been front and center now for, oh, a good, what, what, five years or more. Um, So I think it kind of goes back to that, where you had, uh, people were not on devices. They were enjoying different parts of their home in, in a different way. So it's really fun for me to see these different decorating trends and how that will be reflected uh, as you know you begin to look at just for fun you know model homes and things like that what will that really mean and will people really want to once again sit down and dine together um, whether it's a closed off kitchen where you have a little table in the kitchen where you eat together or it's in a formal dining room. I just, I love these trends. And I think, um, as I talked about before on the podcast about the world being turned upside down, I think that's what's happened. It's made people reevaluate, how do we do this? Let's put the devices down and let's sit around the table and and chat. Now, what happens uh, in my world, I am a, I am now and have always been a very slow eater. Um, everyone almost that I know is a really fast eater. So when we eat with other people, I have to say, don't give me uh, very much food (laughs) because everyone will be finished at a dinner party and I'll still be sitting there. And that's always been the way for me. Everyone else can go um, and uh, get up way before, way before I'm ready because I'm just sitting there enjoying, enjoying myself. But you, you can, uh, you know, take that too far at a dinner party, at a dinner party. It's all different because really a dinner party is, yeah, it's about the food, but it's about the camaraderie. It's really about the camaraderie. So 2022 new trends, decorating. I love it. I love, I love watching. I was looking at a Palm Beach magazine recently and one of the homes they were in had faux animals, um, 
And it was really fun for me because we have faux animals here too. So even though that trend trended and then, you know, it's still alive and well. And I, I don't really care in the long run because we do what we want to do. But it was just fun to see. Hey, they're still, they're still embracing the faux animals as well. And I'm talking about exotic, exotic faux animals. Anyway, uh, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Please go to NorthPalmBeachLife.com, our YouTube channel by the same name. Check us out. Check me out on Amazon with my books, Pamela Barker. Check out Gary's writing on all things cruise, G-E-R-R-Y, Gary Barker. have other podcasts, audio podcast, one and done. Cora and My Father's Tales, they are out there. We are on many, many platforms, and we appreciate you for listening, and we know you're out there. And it means a lot to us, so let us hear from you. Let's chat. You're more than welcome to come on and chat with me about, um, you can pick the topic. So, thanks again for being at Gigi in the 561. Gigi in the 561 is what I said. I'm Pam Barker. Stay with me.